0: This morning we read from two passages of God's Holy Word. First of all, the Old Testament, Psalm 127, and then the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. (laughs) Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior, are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. And then the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: watched that video about five times now, and I still have a real, real hard time watching that video. Uh, I think it really expresses, um, as fathers, how we feel about our kids, uh, how we're taught uh, to treat our kids, how to be with our kids. Uh, I thought it was just a great expression of, of, of fatherhood, so I wanted to share that with you all this morning. Um, as Meredith sang of uh, Mother's Prayer, this is a Father's Prayer, uh, a special day for us. Uh, having Evan baptized and having all of our family and uh, friends with us this morning. So uh, when Meredith and I first became parents, we had no idea what we were getting into. Uh, we were newly married for a little over a year when we first mer- found out Meredith was pregnant. I was taking a new job as an administrative assistant at Mercy Hospital in Mason City, Iowa. I started that summer with a position that Meredith was due in September. We knew only the people I worked with and found ourselves pretty much on our own to welcome our new son, Reese into the world. When Reese was born, my, my world totally changed. As we became parents, that illusion of control disappeared. As new parents, we had such a shift in perspective in our daily routine. Each of us gathered a new sense of responsibility. We were no longer just living for ourselves or, or each other. God had given us a mini version of us, and although scary at times, it was amazing. I developed a greater love for Meredith and a deeper respect for my parents as they had done the same things for me that I was now doing for my son. Each of our six children have added something special to Meredith and my being. This morning, I would like to share about parenthood, specifically what I believe fathers desire for our children. Please don't think I have this whole parenting thing figured out. I continue to mess up daily in my role as a father but without a doubt, this role as a father has been one of my greatest blessings. As Meredith sang a mother's prayer, this is a father's prayer. This message is intended to encourage the fathers in our community and challenge all parents to improve in our parenting. I'll be sharing four concepts that I believe fathers desperately want and intercede for our children with God. The first thing we want as fathers for our children is safety. We desire comfort, health, and security for our children. As men, we are warriors and kings. As fathers, we are providers and protectors of our families with whom we've been entrusted. In the psalm scripture reading today, the writer uses the analogy of a father as a warrior. He states in verse 4, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. God wires men's with a warrior's heart. Pastor Craig Rochelle writes, God created men to have a heart of a warrior placing a desire within us to stand up and fight for what's pure, for what's true. God has planted a divine desire to fight for righteousness. A challenge for men is to direct our warrior hearts to things that matter most. We have an innate desire to fight for things, and if we don't realize we need to fight for our wives and children, this will spill out into other areas of our lives. Once we realize that we need to fight for our family, this gives us much-needed purpose and a way to focus our aggressive nature. We want to fight for their health, well-being, and safety for our children. Young children thrive in homes where they feel loved and protected. Children need homes that allow them to be kids. Kids need to be allowed to make mistakes. Making mistakes allow children to learn, and our young children are constantly learning. Girls and boys are like little sponges in our homes. They are constantly watching and listening to the people God has entrusted them to call mom and dad. Author John Eldridge wrote that boys and girls have essentially one question that they ask during their youth. For girls, this question is, Am I lovely? We see this in the twirls of dresses, dancing, expressions, the needs for hugs and kisses. Boys, asks, boys ask, do I have what it takes? They love challenges and adventures, dirt and jumping off things. As parents, we must affirm boys and girls with these questions. The different genders may need different answers to these questions, but they both need love and care, especially from their fathers. Mothers provide answers to these questions, but fathers are just as important in helping boys and girls mature in their youth. As fathers, in partnership with mothers, we must create a home where children feel the safety, comfort, and protection. Discipline is very much a part of safety. It's our role as parents to instill discipline, and it's a form of love. Kids will be kids and discipline is necessary for safety and protection. Proverbs 13, verse 24 states, The one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Kids, especially boys, learn by doing. And many times our children will learn most through doing something and us disciplining them. We should not be scared of disciplining our children as God has entrusted us to do so. Unfortunately, sometimes safety and health is taken away from our children through circumstances parents have no control over. Unfortunately, we live in a fallen world and through sin we have health concerns, broken relationships, and struggle with our children. Many times these obstacles have nothing to do with our desire for our children's safety, but as parents we must strive to create the most safe and healthy environment for our kids to thrive. Most times our individual sin will not lead to the struggles of our children. However, it's the sin of our fallen world that leads to strife and pain. A second desire fathers have for our children is for them to learn about work. One of our main goals as parents is to instill independence and responsibility. As men, we naturally lean towards being providers in our family and sometimes this can be counterintuitive to what we need to do as parents. We need to teach our children how to work, and again, what work is for them to have healthy relationships with expressing themselves and using the gifts that God gives all of us. The psalmist paints this picture in in Psalm 127. In verse 1, he writes Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, guards stand watch in vain. He calls us builders and guards. In Genesis 2, verse 15, we are told that the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. He created us to take care of the world and have dominion over it. We are made to create and maintain in our work. Work is created for our good and can be a force of good in the world. Too many times we, work, we view work as drudgery and sometimes it is. But for the most part, we should be a bless- it should be a blessing that gives us dignity, dignity, independence, freedom, and responsibility. We need to teach this to our children. God made us to be creative and to work. 1 Thessalonians 4:11 through 12 states, you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. And Ephesians 4, verse 28, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. God also made Jesus as our example. Jesus himself was a craftsman. Our English translations called him a carpenter before he began his ministry. The Greek word to describe this profession is tectone and can be found in Mark 6.3. This word could also be translated as builder and creator. Our God is a creative God and a builder and calls us to be similar as we are created in his image. As parents, and especially fathers, it's our responsibility to show our children how to work. We shouldn't give them everything they want. Parents need to help train the next generation of builders, creators, protectors, and preservers of the kingdom. Work, however, is not life. It's a part of life. We do not want to teach our kids to be workaholics. We all want our children to have a healthy relationship with work. Satan can tempt us in many ways. One of the ways he's most prevalent in our world today is to keep us busy. A group of us went to Houston this past fall to aid in the recovery after Hurricane Harvey and we met a young man that witnessed to us. He explained how busy his life had become and that he recently got back from a church conference that used the acronym BUSY as bounded under Satan's yoke. Satan will always keep us searching for more, more money, more tasks, and more work. Men, we have to be very careful with this and not to instill this in our children. Again, our natural inclination is to be warriors and kings. John Eldridge writes, "...the great danger for the warrior is not defeat but success. What the evil one does to a good warrior, if he cannot take him out, cannot keep him from entering the battle at all, is to bury him, dogpile, make it all about battle." Make it constant, one battle after another. As fathers, we all want our children to work and be self-sufficient, but also to have a healthy relationship with careers, vocations, and callings. We need space to be and allow others to be in that space with us. This brings me to my third point, as what we as fathers want for our children. We want our children to be rich in community and union with others. One of my favorite Hebrew words is hesed. This word has multiple meanings. It's translated as mercy and loving kindness and describes our relationship with God and his people. Another meaning for this word is an obligation to one another in community. As fathers, we want our children to have loving relationships with others. We want our kids to have a solid family, church, and friends. Fathers desire their children to live for and with others. It's our responsibility as parents to show our children the importance of quality relationships with others. As fathers, we want our children to develop an attitude that they are not in this life by themselves. We want supportive people around them that will help them develop and mature. But we also want our children to know how to support others. Galatians 6, 2 tells us to carry each other's burdens and this is the way you will fulfill the law of Christ. The scripture reading for today was Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Jesus tells us, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Jesus is our example, and he tells others to come to him when we are weary or burdened. Jesus provides rest for us, but we also we must also model Christ and carry others' burdens. We need to live in community with one another and a Christian life is one of community. We should never feel alone in this life. God gives us family and friends to help us in times of struggles and darkness. God not only gives us community in difficult times but in times of celebration. Life is so much fuller when we do it together. As fathers, we desperately want this for our children through our relationships, we have learned how important quality relationships are to our life and what we want and we want that to take precedence in our own in our own children's lives. Finally and most important, we want our children to have faith. We want to teach our children who the ultimate provider is. We de- desire to teach them about Jesus and express and express our faith to them. It is God that makes an impression on their hearts, but we are his agents and need to witness to our children. Ultimately, as Christians, this is what we should want most for our children, a relationship with Jesus, salvation and a faith-driven life, a life that walks hand-in-hand with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As Meredith sang today, we want our children to take the hand of our living God and do life with him. The psalmist writes in Psalm 127 that we labor in vain if we don't have God. Verse 1 and 2, Unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. All of life's securities and blessings are from God, rather than from our own achievement. This relationship with God should drive all that we do. We are in partnership with God for our life. As Christians, we believe that Jesus is the center of life, and out of that relationship, we live life to the fullest. We will have hardships in this life. However, God doesn't give us anything he can't handle. We need to train our children in the faith to help them endure this life and the world we live in. As Jesus said in Matthew 11, this partnership with God provides for a much lighter yoke. God can handle it. If we feel our burden is too heavy, we need to let go, let, let God carry that burden for us. Psalm 1, 1 through 3, is a beautiful illustration what this relationship with God can be like in this life, and is something that as parents we we all want for our children. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sin in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on that law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. We desire this for our children. We have amazing fathers and mothers in this church. Today I want to urge you to continue to partner with God on this amazing journey. Let's raise the next generation of God's people. As the psalmist says, "...children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him." Children are an amazing blessing in this life. With God's grace, let's continue to protect, inspire, and raise up these wonderful gifts. I also want to encourage us this morning that we never stop being a parent. Our roles as mothers and fathers never go away, they just change. Uh, with that, I'd like to lift up uh, one exercise for us today. Um, so I'd like everybody to please stand up if you're able. Uh, Parents, I'd like for us to hug our kids, okay? Uh, If you don't have kids here, uh, please hug one parent and one child. Praise be to God. Well, thank you very much, Joe.